Welcome to the Women in NFTs and Web3 podcast, where we highlight women in this space who are making massive moves, paving the way and leaving their legacy. I'm Caitlin Strempel, CEO of the first ever women-owned NFT marketing and design agency for women by women and your host. I'm honored to have you join me in learning from some of the greatest leaders in our industry. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review because the more traction we get, the more women we can support in helping them impact the world. If you or someone you know would be a great guest, stick around to the end and I will tell you how to get in touch and apply. Enjoy the show. Today's podcast episode is sponsored by The Calibration Room. So before we get started, I wanted to talk a little bit more about that. It's a networking community for the Web3 woman and non-binary baddie and a true labor of love. It is a space where you receive all different kinds of membership perks that are really crafted with intention to offer you real connection, deeper support, more visibility and growth, and to help you actually make money in the Web3 space. I truly believe that when you gather women together and non-binary folks who are truly wanting to make this world a better place and who are here with really big ideas and big hearts, creativity explodes, deep connections are forged, humanity leaps forward, and wealth is truly created. So powerful folks like us really need space to hold these biggest ideas, to talk through roadblocks, and develop real connections. And just on top of that, in general, the journey is always better together, and it's a lot more fun when you do it as a group. So if this interests you, I lovingly encourage you to go check us out at calibrationroom.io. Again, that is calibrationroom.io and become one of our founding members today. Now let's proceed with introducing you to my incredible guest today. Chelsea Chung is the COO and Evolution Officer at Sacred Skulls, an NFT project focused on providing a sanctuary and immersive brand experience for anybody seeking community and clarity within the wild world of Web3. Initially intending to leave an 11-year corporate marketing career behind, Chelsea found renewed energy for brand building, storytelling, and community creation within Web3. As a crypto maxi and blockchain enthusiast, Chelsea is passionate about onboarding people to the decentralized movement and believes in making the space accessible, fun, and safe for the crypto curious. Furthermore, she serves on the planning committee of the Twin Cities-based Web3 MSP DAO and teaches cryptocurrency education with her partner. Welcome, Chelsea. Thanks, Caitlin. Excited to be here. So excited to have you. Before we, you know, get into the meat and potatoes, going to ask our, you know, our little fun icebreaker questions. Sounds um, good. So first and foremost, a sister spotlight. So any woman or non-binary human in the space that you want to shout out? Yeah, I will give a shout out to Debbie Soon. She is the co-founder of Hug and uh, also uh, works on an organization called The Girls Table. She's just been super great in helping to onboard people, make Web3 an inclusive space. And she's just also super relatable. She's just really funny. So I enjoy following her on Twitter and engaging with her content. So shout out to Debbie soon. Yeah, shout out. I love it. I'm going to go follow her. I know Hug, the girls table. I'm interested in looking that up. 
totally. Yes. It's been something I've kind of kept, kept my eye on. I hope to make it to one of the, their events one day. They uh, host, my understanding is that they host brunches um, primarily in LA, but also I think at other locations as different crypto web three events occur. So it's definitely one of my goals to go to a girl's table uh, brunch one day. Are you in LA? I'm not. I'm in Minneapolis and uh, wishing I was uh, sometimes wishing I was in a more crypto web three dense area. Uh, However, there is a lovely community here in the Twin Cities that I've tapped into. And that's actually what web three MSP is. And I can talk about that later, but it's a great local community that, um, yeah, that we we do lots of fun events. So excited to have that. Definitely want to chat about that. Um, Same with Phoenix. It's not like that huge, but there's like definitely definitely a community, which I love. For sure. Um, All right. Your morning routine. So I've been adjusting that a little bit because I have now spent two years out of the corporate world and I took some time, you know, I took some time just to kind of recalibrate my body, my nervous system, my life. I also am a lifelong night owl. And, um, and a wannabe morning person, (laughs) which I have just come to accept that I am not. So I really have over these last two years, you know, shifted into more of like a natural cycle for me, which is really like getting up around 10 a.m. Although I'm trying to, I'm always trying to shift that earlier and get a little bit earlier start to my day. But typically when I do wake up, let's say around 10 a.m., I just, I like to have a leisurely morning of getting out of bed, really taking my time, letting my body wake up naturally. I do love to get outside and try to get some sunshine on my face as soon as I can. Uh, First and foremost, my cats rule my life. So they, they are absolutely first. I feed them. And then we have what we call outside after breakfast time where we, (laughs) yes, outside after breakfast time, we go outside, we sit in the grass for a while. Uh, I let them kind of get some sunshine and then we all come back inside and uh, get started with our work routine. You're such a good cat mom. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I feel like I have no choice. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. I love it. And I just, I feel like the sooner you can just accept whatever your natural clock is, like just the better off everyone's going to (laughs) be. Totally. I've had to do with this deal with the same thing too, with like two kids. I'm like, I never sleep. Like I'm not ever going to get up at five in the morning if I don't have to. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right. So last question, icebreaker question. What's your favorite question or affirmation? Yeah. So I do have a favorite quote. It's a, it's a little long, but I'm going to read it because I think it's, it's worth, it's worth sharing. So it's by Marianne Williamson. Um, She is a, a writer, kind of a spiritual based writer. And the quote is our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous, Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. 
Oh, that's so good. I've heard bits and pieces of that. I've never heard the entire thing. Worth it. It, Worth it. So worth it, right? There's just, there's brilliant nuggets, I think, in almost every single one of those sentences. And it's definitely how I try to live my life, just unapologetic and, Mm. and shining bright. And I also understand that fear around really becoming too big, right? Like really stepping into our power and being everything that we are meant to be. So yeah, I try to live my life that way. And as the quote says, you know, give other people permission to live that way as well. I love that so much. I've seen that a lot in this space as well, where it's, um, I've been an entrepreneur for seven years. So I, I had to deal with all the really hard truths and like the shadow work and dealing with that to get to a space. And now we're seeing artists come to the space and stepping into their own power and becoming entrepreneurs and becoming project leads and like really like seeing that face on and heading it facing it head on and trying to overcome that and really stick to that is it's so powerful and so important. Agreed. Okay. So how did you discover web three? How did you get in here? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Great question. Right. And I, I do feel like you know, in some ways you look back on your life and you're like, wow, yeah, I do feel like in, in many ways I was actually prepared for this moment without ever realizing it, right? I mean, a couple years yes. ago, Web3 was just not really in our vocabulary. So a little bit of my background, I spent 11 years in the corporate world, uh, primarily in different aspects of marketing, um, from advertising to brand and product management uh, to digital. I spent spent about half of my career focused in the digital and technology spaces. Uh, However, I'm really a a jack of all trades. I've done a little bit of everything, but never went super, super deep down any one path, uh, except for the fact that it was all kind of related to communications, branding, and, and really storytelling, because that is something that I've always been so passionate about. So you know, had this career, worked most of my career in pretty large corporations, um, Fortune 500 companies, you know, really large organizations, and just always felt like there was, that it wasn't in total alignment with who I was, right? As I've always been a free spirit, I've always been a little bit of a rebel, and I just felt kind of confined and constricted by being in some of these large organizations. And so I made the decision in 2020 to leave that corporate career, and I thought that I was going to be a spiritual life and business coach. Um, on the side, you know, after of my corporate career, I was uh doing a lot of uh, women's empowerment and spiritual work. I was leading, um, I was leading, uh, facilitating groups and teaching at retreats and things like that. And so I really felt that I wanted to support that community and take my business of knowledge and marketing and apply it to that, that community. And what ended up happening is, you know, we all know 2020, you know, being the shit show that it was, (laughs) right? (laughs) I left my corporate job and, and I just went through this complete unraveling. I really, you know, finally had the space to decompress, you know, to really explore who I was, wanted what I wanted to do. I also kind of had this moment where I was really uh, disenchanted by capitalism and really just didn't want to continue to feed yep. the beast. So anything related to like the grind and hustle and, you know, 
promoting your business at all costs, I really stepped away from. And in that space, I found cryptocurrency and I found this asset class that I really believed had the potential to create more financial freedom for people and to allow people to learn how to invest more wisely in a high performing asset class that would hopefully allow them to step back from the grind, to step back from this constant pressure of, of, um, energy and output being tied to income and wealth generation. So I was really loving the cryptocurrency um, space. You know, I had I had no idea like really what I was doing. And it was so interesting because I, I totally feel like spirit was like leading me here. Like I kept getting these little nudges. Like I literally felt like something or someone was whispering in my ear, cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency. And I was like, what? Like, I don't even, I don't know what this is. I don't know why, but I will answer and I will dive in. And, you know, a few months after doing that, I met met my uh, current partner, Joe, who has been in the crypto space since 2016. And he was able to completely help me onboard to this crypto maxi lifestyle. And so we together have been living that way, you know, for a, a year and a half now. And yeah, he's totally my, my web three buddy, my crypto partner in crime. Um, but from there, you know, it was just like, okay, wow, there, there's actually a whole community here. And, yeah. and once, you know, once I found NFTs, it really re-sparked that love of like community building and, you know, just it's kind of like a form of digital tribalism, which I get so excited by. And so, yeah, that just kind of opened up a whole new world of, oh, wow, like there's so much potential to create here and to partner with people. And that really reignited my love for storytelling and branding. So, you know, I was able to create that space and then come back to it with such a renewed energy and passion for what this space offers. That's so cool. I know so many people will be able to relate. I see a lot of similarities in my professional life, my, my old corporate life that, yeah. <laughs> that you went through. I'm like, Oh, I feel this all. And yeah. it definitely is, um, a nice change to get into the web three space. If you can actually hold true to your boundaries of not yes. getting put up in the grind. So how do you, how do you hold that together? Yes, that it's is, hard, right? <laughs> that that's a hard balance. And what I've also, come to recognize too, or just, you know, notice within myself, and I'm sure it's true for other people is we do have these natural cycles and rhythms, right? It's like, and, and even though, you know, balance is great in theory, we're like every day we would live this super, super perfectly balanced life, but I don't think that's reality. I think we go through these like ebbs and flows. Mm -hmm. And so I really needed that time away to sleep and, you know, be touching grass all the time and and not to just reground. Right. And then once I gave myself that space and that permission to just unravel, that is when like this newfound energy really came forth. And I found myself just completely captivated by web three and I was diving in, you know, spending so much time. However, you do have to recognize where, you know, when you're burning the candle on both ends, right? Like when, when you start to, when it starts to get into that unhealthy territory. And I did notice that for myself. Like when I first got involved in NFTs, it was like discord all day, every day. And I noticed that a lot of my anxiety symptoms,
problems that I had struggled with in the corporate world actually started to rear its head again. Yes. And that's when I knew like my body was telling me like, okay, time, time to back off, less screen time, get outside, find more balance, you know, and the, the cryptocurrency space too is so stressful because of its relationship to money. Um, and so not only is it stressful for us as individuals, but then we bring all of that stress and those worries forward into this community space and it can become toxic, you know, with, with people who are not um, adept at emotionally regulating and, and people who are over-invested and, you know, all the things, it doesn't matter what is stressing you out, but like, you know, we can bring so much of that stress forward. So I've also just been in a space of, um, you know, uh, distancing from that, creating healthy boundaries around that. And I think a lot of my work in the uh, facilitation and empowerment space has really set me up for that, right? Has yeah. really um, get, like allowed me to understand where people are coming from and to give them space like for where they are, but then also to create those boundaries and not let their emotional roller coaster affect me personally. I love that. I love that you brought up too. like, listen to your body. It doesn't matter what anybody else says. Like, yeah, yeah, you probably are going to have nights where you're up like late, but sometimes that's okay. And sometimes you need to do that, but like, just listen to your body. So if the next day you're tired, sleep a little longer. I know for me, when I started really trying to set my boundaries is that people say, check in with your body, but it's just, it's easier said than done. And I remember putting alarms on my phone and being like, okay, it's my check-in time and feel into, and now it's just kind of natural, but it's so hard. We're not taught to just stop and slow down and check in with ourselves. I'm so absolutely. Yeah. And you know, to that point too, is we're all in different places. Right. And so there, there, I, sometimes there can be a lot of projection onto people, you know, people are in that, in that, hustle and grind mode and it's, you know, they're calibrated for it, right? Like it's okay for them. I think there can be a lot of projection. Like, well, you need to back off. You need to go touch grass. Mm -hmm. You need to do this. And it's like, yes, we need to remind people to be in balance, but to figure out what that means for them. Right. And to not shame anyone if they are in a space of like hustle and grind and it's working for them, but it's just, it's, it's delivering that exact message, Caitlin, of like, know where you're at, right. Know, know what's healthy for you and, you know, lean into whatever's working for you. And, you know, here are some options to help you balance if you're out of balance. (laughs) Oh, that just gave me chills. I'm like, yes, just listen to your bodies. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So I usually end with this question, but I think this is such a good launch pad into what, you know, we want to discuss today, but I want you to talk a little bit about sacred skulls and sacred souls too. Um, And then, yeah, just touch on that. And then we'll kind of jump off into the evolution and really get into the crux of your marketing because it's definitely evolved. And I'm been so excited. I've been watching and just been loving the journey from my side of things. Yeah. So it's, it's been, it's been a wild and fun journey indeed. Uh, Absolutely (laughs) loving it, but it's certainly not without challenge. So I joined the Sacred Skulls team in May. So the project itself had been around since uh, January and our, our, the, the original founding team, you know, Jade and Kayla as the co-founders and Helena as the artist did such a beautiful job launching Sacred Skulls, you know, getting the brand out there, uh, building a 
really strong community up front. And so the initial launch and mint of the project was super successful back in January. And I think what happened then was that the the space was just shifting and evolving so rapidly. And we also entered this like time period of Web3 where the demands and the expectations were just kind of all over the place. And, yeah. you know, I, I think the project as almost all projects got got thrown through the ringer a little bit. It was like, whoa, okay, all right, you know, time to time to go back to our foundations and make really make sure that we have a solid footing, you know, especially to weather through this this bear market. So I got brought in in May uh, because because of my knowledge of Web3 and the cryptocurrency space, because I was already someone who was living and breathing it every single day. And um, you know, our co-founders, Jade and Kayla, had super, super strong presence and brands in the Web2 space, but they were hoping to extend and broaden the team with someone, you know, who was really leaning into that Web3 space super hard. So we, it was just a, it was a, it was a good uh, progression of the, of the project team. So when I came on, um, we had also been in the beginning weeks of a mentorship program uh, with the hug with the hug project okay. of Randy Zuckerberg and Debbie soon and part of that mentorship was getting really really crystal clear on the brand and and the foundation and, and really the value proposition of the project so my like kind of first task as the COO and evolution officer was to figure out what that meant um, yeah. how are we going to evolve the brand how are we going to provide a, a quote unquote utility to the community, right? Because I think when the project first launched, um, the art was was so standout. Sacred Skulls is kind of in an interesting place because it's a hybrid of an art project, but also a PFP yeah. project. So there wasn't at the time of its launch, there wasn't a super, super clear utility beyond the art itself, because that's what the project was really leaning yeah. into. But as we all know, you know, the demands are so, are so strong in this space. And, and because the project really wasn't solely an art project, we really had to figure out, you know, what we were going to lean into. So what came out of that was this um, concept around supporting people in in understanding and navigating their Web3 identity, because there we enter this space, right? There's so much going on. It's expanding more rapidly than any of us can keep up with. And because of those demands, right, because there, there is so much out there that it does become draining and we can we can fragment our time and our energy across so many different projects because there's this like FOMO right like we have fear of missing out on the next big thing or or everything is just so exciting and cool right that we that we like want to do it all um i don't know about you but i've i've definitely you know more than once hit my max of 100 servers on discord <laughs> um and, and needed to you know to to reorganize that so part of what this value proposition of sacred skulls is is to help people to, to make to make more sense of the web3 space and and to help make it more navigable and also to help introduce people to the projects and the concepts and the things that are happening within a specific pathway that someone is really passionate about so we're also 
uh, we're also making it fun, right? I think like, yeah. if you're not, if you're not having fun, like, what are you doing? Yes. <laughs> um, so totally. yeah, right. It's like, we, we gotta, we gotta be enjoying this, you know? So my goal is to make it, you know, fun and engaging, but to actually provide, you know, real, real world, you know, usefulness and value to someone. So we've rolled out this whole concept of, of lore, um, which really taps into my background around brand building and story storytelling and we're using the lore to serve as this cyber mythic representation of navigating and exploring the web3 space overall so something that's been really fun is we're introducing this this housing concept so kind of think like harry potter i always i like to describe yeah, it as yeah. like harry potter meets the matrix meets game of thrones so I mean, I <laughs> we're kind of, yes. yeah right it's so i mean good but like fun and engaging. Yeah. So we have these houses and there's four of them. And the, the house of dreams is for the artists, the creators, the musicians, like people who are in it for the art, the house of prosperity is the, the analyst and the flippers and the people who are really in it to, to make money. Uh, the house of daring is the, the gamers and the metaverse and really like the, the forefront of technology. And then the house of awakening is the community aspect, the social lights, the, the um, social impact projects. So it's kind of helping people like find one of those pathways or multiple. I mean, you, you don't have to limit yourself to one, but it's just helping to break it down a little bit so that it's easier to kind of follow your passion. Yeah, I love that so much. So why do you think storytelling is so important when it comes to brand building? That's a great question. I I think that, first of all, it makes it relatable, right? It, it makes it something that, um, you know, kind of sparks something within you that, that strikes a chord that really resonates. I think mean, storytelling has been such a powerful tool throughout all of human history, right? It's how we, it's how we kind of make sense of the world, but then it also adds in that element of, of fun or of mystery or, of you know, kind of something greater than the thing itself, if that makes sense, right? It kind of like ties things together and it puts it into this larger perspective of like, what are we doing here as humans? You know, what is this like human experience? And so I think it really ties in all of those elements to both, you know, make it relatable, make it understandable to help you in some way, right? Like, just like I said about like having fun, it's also about helping people. Like if we're not, if we're not helping people, if we're not adding value to, to their lives, then, you know, th then, then what's the point? So I think storytelling brings those things together. I love that too. And just by you saying like the, the four aspects of web three, like breaking them down into storytelling, like, I'm just like, yes, tell me more. Like, this is so exciting, <laughs> you know, versus like the four, there's four parts of web three, you know, yeah. it's, it's so much more, um, involving of people's emotions and their excitement and all that stuff. Another thing that I'm really excited about is that it it opens the doors for our community to create with us. So, I was just about to ask yeah. you that. I was like literally <laughs> segueing you to that. That was perfect. Yeah, go on. <laughs> right, because it's like, you know, so our, our um, our vision is to be the wayfinders of Web3, right? And that doesn't mean 
us as like leaders in the organization. It means our project and our brand is like our community. We are the wayfinders of Web3. And there's no way that like any one of us can do this alone, right? It's like we have to do it together. And and also that's just like part of the promise of decentralization in general, right? It's like we all have to like be our own little nodes feeding back information, circulating information to the whole network as a whole. So you know, this opens the doors for our community to participate with us, to feed us information, for them to also find their place within Web3 and to add value back to the system. And it will become so much more expansive, so much more fun and engaging and meaningful when people also feel like they are not only participating, but they are contributing. And then also, you know, getting rewarded back for that participation, right, for growing the community and the network. And that that is also so one of the cornerstones of what Web3 offers, right, is that is that you're not just participating for the sake of participation, that you are actually getting value back out of that, that loop. It taps into the just the culture in general for Web3, which I love. So you guys are actually involving your community in creating your new brand story. So, and we're at the early stages of that. So like, for example, one thing that we're doing is we do have a a weekly chapter of our lore that drops. And after each chapter, um, there's like a choose your own adventure where we have, yes, we have our community like vote on it. So for example, our community voted on our main character's name, um, which is Thera, uh, which is actually a play on ether. Uh, It's just kind of a a rearrangement. Yeah, so her name is Thera. Um, and then we also gave like four different options for like what she looks like and our community mm-hmm. got a vote on that. So it's like we're starting, we're starting small to kind of build that engagement. But our long-term vision is that more people contribute to actually writing the lore. And then oh. once Sacred Souls launch, which I will I can get into yes. next, um, we want our community members to to also kind of like write the lore and the story and the adventure, the adventures of their soul. That's incredible. I love that. Yeah. Get into sacred souls too. Yeah. They all, they tied back together, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. It's all, it's all kind of part yes. of the, the same ecosystem. So. so interesting too, because a lot of people launch their collection and then that's it, you know, and then yeah. they're like, okay, well now what? And that you guys are like, this is what we can do next. And I, yes. I love how I love seeing the evolution of I don't want to say round two, but like just the broader picture of what you can do after. Totally. And you know, what's, what's really beautiful about this too, is that when Kayla and Jade first started the project, you know, uh, and they launched Sacred Skulls, they always had this vision that the skulls would evolve into souls. So like, that was like part of the project from the beginning. That's cool. Yeah. And it's just like, it's so beautifully aligns to the narrative, right? It's so like perfectly fits. um, And, you know, one of the things that they, that they knew from the beginning that like, was that like change was the only thing that is that is sure right that is like constant and sacred is like that there will be change and evolution mm-hmm. so we're leaning into that that energy and that kind of that value of constant evolution which does tie back into navigating the 
Web3 space overall, right? We're all like evolving together. The internet is evolving, like as a global society, we're evolving. So, you know, we're, we're finding a way to tie in that initial vision, but to, to really build it into the lore. So, so the skulls, you know, were the, was the first collection and it was a bold, it was a bold move, right? It was a bold move to do something that wasn't like of human likeness. And that also is something that's a little bit, you know, can be interpreted as maybe like a little darker or, you know, whatever the associations are, it's just, it, it can be a little bit more, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, controversial in, in like some ways. So like yeah, I get skull. that. Yeah. He did it so well though. It's, oh. I mean, the art is beautiful. Agreed. Thank you. I'm glad you recognize that. We are, <laughs> we are so proud of our artist, Helena, um, who, you know, is a, a very successful artist in her own right, like outside of the NFT space. Like we are so, so lucky to have her at the helm of not only designing our collection, but also being very involved in the project from an art direction standpoint. Um, you know, she's been critical in, in rolling out the lore and this brand vision. Um, she yeah. also used to work in fashion. So our merch is like, like great you know I think we have uh, this is actually I, I don't think the oh, listeners nice. will be able to see it but yes. yeah we have um oh that's really cool yeah we have we have we have cool merch so she's yeah. she's great like for in so many different aspects um but yeah so we knew that the the skulls you know what we're gonna have this evolution and now what's cool is we get to build that story into the lore of how the skulls actually undergo the evolution and the souls <clears throat> they are I mean they are they're breathtaking like they are absolutely stunning from a visual perspective and what makes the upcoming mint even more cool and exciting, I think, is that there will be a level of customization built into it. So there will be some questions that you can answer, like going into the mint, and you can kind of help, like direct the the uh, the, the creative direction of your soul. Not everything will be customizable, but but there will be this element of kind of building building your soul into what really resonates with you. And then after that, after mint, there will be time throughout the year, um, the working name that I keep calling it, I don't know if it'll end up being the final name, but I keep calling it the evolution chamber, is there will be these portals, like these windows of time that open up where um, your soul can enter the evolution chamber and then can also undergo like further transformation and further customization. That's really cool. I mean, you've tapped into so many layers of your marketing campaign that I don't know if anyone has realized, but you have customization, you have um, co-creation with your, with your community, evolution, storytelling. It's just like this very holistic brand experience, which I love. I'm, I'm glad you recognize that it's, but you know, especially in the especially in the bear market where, you know, things have just quieted down overall a lot, you know, again, those like fears are really coming to the surface because people are worried about their assets and their portfolios. And, um, you know, the, the tone has just taken a shift. It's, it's hard 
to get through the level of work that is being done behind the scenes, right? Especially since we are in the early stages of rolling a lot of this out, even though a tremendous amount of work has been done in a short amount of time, oh, yeah. um, it's it's hard if you, because you can't really have these one-on-one conversations, right? right? I would love to do this with every single member right? of our community. Like it would be so great just to be like, hey, here's the vision. Here's what we're doing. Like, is this exciting to you? What's your What's your feedback? If I could do that with like all 5,000 plus members um, of, of our family, I, I totally would because yeah, it's, it's, it can be difficult to kind of get that through based on the limited attention span we have of people in the space. Absolutely. So if they're, if we're talking to artists in, and people wanting to get into this space and they want to really create and launch their own, their own project, where do they begin do you think that what's their first step for figuring out a brand story? Yeah. So I think part of that also comes back to like, what, like, what is the the value that you are ultimately trying to deliver, right? Like what, um, what is your reason for existence? Like it's kind of uh, before really creating the story, it's understanding that foundation and those fundamentals, like what is our mission and vision? What do we stand for? What are our values? What is, um, you know, the, the unique value proposition that we are going to give to our community. And then I think the next step is, is building out more of that brand experience. So, um, you know, first step fundamentals, like just be super, super clear about who you are and what you're doing. The next step then is tapping into that expression, right. Of, of your voice and tone and your vibe. It's like, what is the energy that you want to create around that? Um, and one exercise I like to do when thinking about developing a brand is tapping into all of the senses. Um, So thinking about like, yeah, well, kind of back to like getting in the body. Right. Um, And again, a lot of this probably comes from my work in more of like the spiritual embodiment, like facilitation space, because we did a lot of work like that around getting in the body and like listening to the body intelligence. And so understanding, you know, what it comes down to is that experience, right? Experience is, uh, incorporates all of the senses. So you want to think of like a total sensory vibe that you want to create with your brand. Um, And then that will help give you clarity around like nailing down the details, right? It's like, what are the colors? What are the types of textures? Like what, again, what is the, like, how does our voice sound? And so it's kind of um, building, it's kind of building up to that, starting at the very basics of like, what do you do and why are you here? I love that. It's, it's working from the inside out, like deeply yeah. know yourself, what your purpose is, and yeah. then evolving yourself too, like self-evolution of like, how can I get to this space where I can be in the vibe and energy that I want yeah. to exude to everybody else, which I think is like a whole other level of, you know, projects and probably why you guys are so successful is that you have done that work that can be really hard and difficult, but you did it and you created those foundations that have created this amazing launch pad for you. Yeah. And I I think another thing that you touched on there that I'll just speak into again is um, having it be um, natural, like for your own expression, right? Like if you are going to be creating the brand and experience, you need to make sure that that expression is like alive and vibrant within yourself, right? It's like, don't try to be something that you're not because 
you, you're not going to be able to fake it. You're not, it's not going to light you up. You're not going to be excited to show up. And so when I first started um, talking to the Sacred Skulls team about joining, it was such a natural fit. It was just like, Every like everything about the brand, everything that we were talking about, it was just like, yes, yes, yes. Like I feel that in my soul. I I easily know how to like bring that to life or can execute on that, right? Because it was just, it was in such resonance with like who I am as a person. So, you know, be like be yourself. <laughs> uh really again, back to that like principle of like digging deep, like understand yeah. yourself and who you are. It's like what lights you up, you know, what kind of what kind of vibe do you feel the most? alive in and then how can you lean into that to like create that community for others it's come full circle to like listening to your body and listening to yeah exactly (laughs) I didn't know that was gonna happen (laughs) totally um so before we talk about the your other project that you mentioned earlier what are there any other learnings or anything any other advice that you think we should know about branding or storytelling I mean I know that is a huge wide net, but, um, anything else that you think that, you know, um, any NFT artists need to know? Yeah, I think, you know, and this goes back to branding, even outside of the web three space, like part of what makes branding so powerful is the consistency. So really thinking about how in every single touch point you are rolling out that brand. So for example, we just redid our entire discord server where all of the channels are, are lore based, right? Which there's Mm -hmm. learnings along the way too. You also have to figure out like what is, um, easy enough for people to understand and tap into, but then what also creates that meaningful brand experience. So there's definitely like some iteration and some give and take, but you want to make sure that, you know, your social channels are really expressing that vibe, that the language that you use is really aligned to um, what you're trying to create, that you're staying consistent with your colors and your your fonts and that your brand actually becomes easily recognizable. And what that also like sets you up to do is is the more clear and consistent and strong brand you are developed that opens up so many pathways to partner with other brands um, who also are in resonance with who you are. It just makes them so much easier for potential partners and brands to say, oh yes, we clearly see what you're doing. It makes sense. It's very aligned with who we are. Um, it just really, you know, it, it just, yeah, it makes that, it makes the potential so that. much, so much easier. Yeah, that's incredible advice. Um, all right, so tell us about it's Web Three MSP Dow. Yes, right? yes. So that is the uh, local, the local group that I mentioned. That you know, even though I started by saying that I wish that I was in a more uh, dense, you know, dense crypto area, um, I do. I take that back because we have yes. a beautiful uh, group here in the Twin Cities that come from all angles of you know, kind of the the decentralized movement is what I call it. So we have we have people who have been um, you know OG crypto investors. We have people who are, you know, creating products and platforms, you know, whether it's from the DeFi space to tokenization and 
IRL, you know, bridging. Uh, we have people who are blockchain technologists and working at all levels of different organizations. We have people who are tapped into the political community and really trying to work with regulators around, you know, what that means for our local economy and beyond. So it's just a, it's a really beautiful, diverse group of people who all kind of have this common, this like central common point of um, the, the decentralized movement. So it, it is still, you know, in its in its infancy, but we, you know, we're we're growing by by bringing people into the fold, and we're really at least at the beginning focusing on community and networking. So doing okay. things like, you know, ongoing happy hours. But then there have also been a couple larger events that have been hosted, and um, it's great to really see see ourselves, you know, establishing our presence as like the leaders of Web three and yeah. blockchain, like in in our local, you know, local area, and then hopefully beyond. But one thing that I'm working on right now that I'm super excited about is that uh, early August, the Twin Cities host one of the largest um, art fairs and, and the second largest event in Minnesota. It's called the Uptown Art Fair. And there are over 350,000 uh, people who attend this art fair. And for the first time ever, we will be showcasing NFTs. Um, we will, at Web3 MSP, will have a booth where, yeah, we'll be highlighting different um, NFT artists. We'll be talking about NFTs, you know, probably clearing up a lot of confusion, probably um, answering a, a a lot of questions, but it's really just introducing like the traditional art enthusiast community to this whole new world that's blossoming with digital art. I love that. And you're bringing the online space of Web3 to in real life events, which I also love. And I think it's so powerful. Even in Web3, like I, I personally don't think anything trumps in real life connections. Yes. And it, it, you'll see that trickle over to success in Web3 too. Like whatever you are doing in real life will help your success online. Totally. Yeah, I have to give another shout out. So um, okay. I, I just joined another organization because I'm just like all about Web3 right now. Um, I also recently uh, became the marketing director of another Web3 company called Token Events, who That's is, uh, yeah, I know. I'm just like, I just, I'm like saying yes to all the things because again, like I've, you know, I've come out of this period period of like melting and being in the cocoon and just like yeah. creating space. And now it's just like, boom, 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 boom. Like, yes, yes. Like alignment. This feels good. This feels good. Um, so I, I just joined as a marketing director um, of this company called Token Events, and they are essentially tokenizing the fan experience. Um, so they are, they are taking the IRL like live event experience, whether that's for sports or concerts or, you know, whatever your live event is. And they're, they're adding, they're, they're creating a foundation of web three technology to allow um, data capture and then reward on top of that. So taking things that people are already doing, right. Being a fan, we're all a fan of something. Yeah. Uh, we all love, you know, going to certain events and then being rewarded for being that fan and participating in an experience. That's amazing. You are doing all things. I feel like this could be like a three hour podcast. It probably could. Yeah. I probably <laughs> <did> all the <laughs> things. Could add, you know, is there anyone, like, what's the last thing that you want to leave with people? Uh, I would, yeah, that was exactly what I was just going to say or get into is that if you are passionate about this space, 
there is like endless possibility and opportunity to get involved, right? And and my story, I think, demonstrates that is, you know, I'm not some longstanding cryptocurrency expert, you know, I, I don't have a degree in finance, I, I'm not a developer, you know, it, it's like, it doesn't matter. It's like, wherever you come from, your life experience has value to give to this space. And I think so many people um, underestimate like how this is cliche, but how early we are, right? How small the space really is. And they uh, underestimate their power and potential in adding value. And so you know, we, all of us who are here in this little, you know, Web3, Web3 island, we are creating Web3. Like we are actually the ones who are evolving the web in real time. And so again, going back to that, that concept of what Web3 really, or decentralization really stands for is every single one of us is a powerful node within this network and to recognize and to see our power in that and to lean into uh, contributing you know, if, if the desire is there. Yeah, absolutely. So where do you think people should find these experiences? Do you think it is connecting it in real life? Do you think it's online? Do is it forums where people are posting jobs? What's like, what, what would somebody's first step be that you think would be the most powerful to get a job in web three? I think, um, again, going back to the body, right? Like leaning into what naturally feels good and is effortless, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you are, you might be a part of whatever, 25 different projects, or as I mentioned, you have a hundred different servers, but like how many of those are you actually really involved in, right? You know, pick those ones that like spark something within you the most and start adding value, contributing to that community. And like, you will get noticed, right? It's like part, you know, participate in the discussion that's happening, support other community members, add your ideas, create something, you know, it's like lean into just whatever feels natural for you. Like you're not having to force anything. You're not having to impress anyone. Like you're literally just doing what feels the most effortless, like start leaning into that. And then you know, and then you'll start to get recognized for that. And then, and then ask, like, ask for what you want, you know, like, do you want to be a moderator for a community? Ask, you might not get a yes right away, but Mm -hmm. go through that process, at least start building the muscle for asking. And like sooner or later, somebody is going to say yes. Yeah. I love it. And I can attest to, you know, being a lead on a project is like, when somebody's like, Hey, I saw this, can I help you do this? I'm like, Oh my God, please. Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. Please help me. <laughs> For sure. Even if it's just like giving feedback and ideas, right? Like one of um one of my my last role in corporate America before I left was I was a user experience um, strategist and consultant. So I was doing uh, a lot of like research, uh, user testing, talking to people. Like I want to talk to people all the time. I want to get feedback and ideas all the time. And so if like you are a member of a community that I am, that I'm helping to grow and build, please talk to me. Like, tell me what you want. Tell me what's working. Tell me what you see. Um, yeah, like there is totally space for your ideas and opinions and feedback. And it's all valuable. All valuable. Where can we find you and all of your projects? (laughs) Uh, 
<laughs> right? <laughs> um, so I have, um, I think, like a lot of people in the Web3 space have, have, have shifted most of my social platform time to Twitter. Uh, so, you know, I used to be uh, more heavy on the Instagram space. Um, you can still find me there. I'm at the Chelsea Chung. Um, but Twitter at, um, I'm at the DGNS, D-E-G-E-N-E-S-S-E. Um, Twitter is where I am uh, most present and active and, and inclusive of all the things I'm working on. I love it. Thank you so much, Chelsea. This was amazing. Of course. Caitlin here. Thank you so much for listening to the Women in NFTs and Web3 podcast. If you're a woman pioneering the way in the NFT, Web3, or crypto space, I want to share your message. Check out www.metamintmarketing.io slash win, W-I-N. And let's see if you're a great fit. If you got something out of this interview, I would love for you to share it with your network. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your social channels. If you know someone that would be a great guest, make sure to tag them to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Women in NFTs podcast. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and truly mean a lot to my incredible guests and me. Want to stay in our world? Go to our website, metamintmarketing.io, or follow me on Twitter at NFTCaitlin, C-A-I-T-L-I-N. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.